From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by Wayne DeZubak. Wayne, what's going on today? Well, like everybody else, everybody's sitting here going, wow, it's April and we got the weather and it's affecting spring sports everywhere. Uh, eastern part of the state where you are, you know, snow over here. We've got no snow, but we've got wind and cold. So everybody's being affected by it. It's not unusual. I mean, everybody talks about the weather in Idaho. It could be different. And honestly, I'm pretty happy to see the moisture. We're going to need moisture when it comes August. So it's nice to see this coming down right now. Yeah, because it had been a very dry season prior to this recent influx of moisture, like you said. Yeah, so. it has been. But uh, if you look at the Boise foothills, they are completely covered in snow. And this time last week, it was like, oh, do we have any snow left? So good to see, but not good to see if you're a baseball player. But that'll change and we'll get things going here pretty quick. Definitely. Good thing you got that tan nice and early, Wayne. That'll last. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's just hanging on. It's a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, like we said, on the, on the spring sports editions here of the SIC PrepCast, we're just going to pick a couple of big topics and explore those each week. And we've talked about all year, Hawaii, this brand new high school that's opened in, in the U.S. Data School District. And every week there's some sort of historic event going on at Hawaii because all of the programs are in their first year which means new records new milestones new accomplishments are being set each and every week and we saw that twofold with the Hawaii Storm baseball team last week yeah we really did Hawaii beat Bora 10 to nothing last week in a game in, in which Nicholas McDaniels tossed a no-hitter and the first time ever no-hitter I mean you you, you talked about it Everything is going to be a first when you do something good. And then, of course, Gage Haas hit a out-of-the-park home run. And so that was the first ever for an Hawaii baseball player. So kind of cool, a no-hitter, out-of-the-park homer. But the biggest part about it is how about the team overall? Hawaii right now just doing really well. Hawaii sitting at 10-4 and four overall, 5-2 and two in the league. And uh, that's pretty strong for a brand-new team. Yeah, and Haas is only a freshman, like we said. You know, Hawaii, for the most part, across their athletics programs, it's a lot of younger players, right? Freshmen and sophomores, which means these guys and gals aren't going anywhere. Like, no. you know, Hawaii will be around. We saw that in basketball, where they had a really young team and won the state title. And so you're sitting there going, wow, if they can do that in year one, what are they going to do down the road? But you're right, they got a lot of young kids on all across the board, and baseball is no different. So, they're going to be a contender when it comes state time. Yes. Uh, and, and one other note I did want to mention in this Bora, a baseball game, you know, it was a 10, nothing game. That was the final. And we've encouraged fans and uh, you know, sports junkies to, to email us with, with comments or things they want us to talk about on the prep cast. I, I did get an email from a Bora fan that was pretty upset about how the end of the Hawaii game ended. And I reached out to the, for a baseball coach and I didn't hear anything back officially. So I just want to say, I haven't forgotten about you, but I'm waiting to find out more information before we talk about it on the prep cast, but uh, maybe some controversy in the ending of the Bora, a game involving a pretty bad collision at home plate. It didn't ultimately affect anything with the game, but uh, it was, it was a pretty gnarly situation, I guess. So, yeah. I just kind of left a bad feeling in some people, but uh, yeah, I mean, 10, nothing, uh, you know, that like you say, it's not going to, 
uh, all for the outcome. But still, no hitter and uh, a home run. And yeah, Hawaii, I guess, you know, they're, they're a little bit of a baseball story. So we'll keep an eye on them, see if they can keep it going. Definitely. And of course, there's been lots of good baseball uh, throughout the Treasure Valley. Good softball, too. Uh, the coaches' polls, I think, each week reflect that way. And we always come on right before the new poll gets released. Um, but, you know, the, the good teams are continuing to excel. So really, yeah. you know, there's not much changing, I think. No, not really. Right now, uh, in a 5A coaches' poll, you got Rocky Mountain, Lewiston, Mountain View, Skyview, and Timberline. And they're going to stay about the same. You know, they're there. Maybe why he might jump in there and replace somebody. I don't know. They, they, they played well. But right now, Rocky Mountain and Mountain View are both 7-0 in conference. So they're not going anywhere. They're, they're playing well. And Rocky Mountain's 14-1 overall. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, they, they just keep on rolling. And same thing in softball. You know, Bishop Kelly continues to uh, yeah. dominate. Middleton looks good. I mean, same old, same old. Yeah, I mean, those are the teams you mentioned softball. Jump there real quick. BK's 5-0 and in softball, 9-4 and overall. So there is a little bit of competition there. What's really cool about that softball competition though, right now in the 4A SIC is that you got BK at 5-0, and then you got three teams at 5-2. and So it's pretty good. Emmett, uh, Valley View, and Middleton are all 5-2 and in league play with BK 5-0. and So that's shaping up to be kind of a cool season. But also, can you imagine what district's going to be like when those get together? Oh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And, it, you know, the, the top half of the league, like you said, every night when they get together, it's it's like a home run derby. Yeah. I mean, BK's got one through nine. All nine players are capable of leaving the yard. Middleton does the thing where every time somebody hits a home run, they're part of the bomb squad, you know, because <laughs> they hit a bomb out of the park. So they, they have a lot of fun with that. Um, and there's been a lot of home runs from uh, BK and Middleton this year. So we expect that yeah. to continue also. They make a lot of fun, you know, and jumping back over and we can do this because it's our prep cast, right. jump back over to 4A baseball. You know, you talk about BK and softball, BK and baseball right now, six and one in league, 13 and one overall. I mean, they got beat last week. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but still, I mean, they are really out there and Middleton's 13 and two. So again, you got BK and Middleton, same old, same old, as far as, you know, those two teams going at each other tooth and nail in pretty much every sport. Yeah. And we talked about maybe Columbia, you know, still be Columbia was kind of the Cinderella team last year, knocked out Middleton at districts and got all the way to the four, a state championship game at state yeah. where they, they ultimately fell to Bishop Kelly and they're still right there too, right? 10 and four overall five and one yeah. in the conference as well. So Columbia is going to have something to say, and that's the big matchup uh, coming up uh, next Tuesday, Wayne. So we'll, We'll be recording this right before Bishop Kelly plays Columbia next Tuesday. So we'll have plenty to talk about in two weeks from that game. Yeah, I want to throw Ridgeview in there. They're five and two in league as well in that four ASIC. So really, again, you got six and one, five and one, four and one, five and two. So you got a competitive uh, scenario playing out in the four A uh, SIC baseball. Definitely. And I guess I jumped ahead too because tomorrow, Wednesday, Columbia and Middleton face each other in Middleton. So that'll also be a very telling conference matchups if they play that game you know right. what i'm saying because i think they want to start that game at seven o'clock because they got some lights out there but seven o'clock i think it's going to be about 35 degrees and kind of windy so i'm not sure what's going to happen as you and i talked about this week has been one of those where a lot of games i know where you are you got some snow and so games are being canceled left and right over here it's playable but not funnable 
<laughs> right. Playable, but not funnable. I yeah. like that. Uh, so, so what do you do when the weather's bad? Well, you go to California, right? We, we talked about, uh, a couple of baseball teams went to California for spring break and, you know, Mountain View went to Arizona for spring break baseball. And, uh, some of uh, the greatest track and field athletes in the state of Idaho and a lot, you know, probably 75% of the athletes that, that went were from Treasure mm-hmm. Valley, 5A, 4A schools. Um, but the Arcadia Invitational in California, Arcadia, California happened yeah. last week. And this is a, a premier event in not just the Western United States, but really the entire United States. Um, there are nationally acclaimed athletes competing there. And you and you have to get you have to qualify and or be invited to this event. It's not any Joe Schmo. This is for the right. elite of the elite. And there were several outstanding Treasure Valley athletes that, that got the call to go to the Arcadia Invite this past week. Yeah, really. Let's start with Cole Miller from BK. Uh, he was in the high jump elite 6'4", and that's unbelievable. I mean, so he won that whole thing uh, with a 6'4 elite. And like you say, you've got to qualify to be there. So it's that's not everybody that gets invited to this thing. So pretty good job by him. And the other guy that did well uh, was Landon Helms uh, out of Emmett. This guy's leading the state in a couple of different categories of the 110-meter high hurdles and the pole ball. So he is great, and he won that uh, 110 high high hurdles at Arcadia with a 14.01, which is the best in the state right now. And that is cooking. I mean, that that is flying. And so, yeah, let, let's talk about all the athletes over there. Boise High had had the most athletes, and this is male and female. Allie Bruce was there in the two mile. Porter Caulfield in the 110 hurdles and the 300 hurdles. Noe Kemper in the mile. Mason Lawyer in the one and the two. Liam Murray in the two and the four. Lydia Nance was there running in the 800. Logan Smith was in the 800. And then Sammy Smith was in the 1600, the one mile. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight Boise High athletes uh, competing at this national invitational. And so exciting. It tells you two things. It tells you how deep the Boise team is. But it also tells you that they're not afraid to play the best and go up against the best in the West. And they're going after that. And that's going to just make them better and better and better. And that's uh, that's what a good program does. So kudos to the Boise Brave for getting that done. Yeah. And in terms of competing at the Arcadia Invite, Logan Smith, her 800 time of two minutes, 11.13 seconds, uh, is now the best mark in the state of Idaho. Yep. You had also on the boys' side a couple of uh, Boise High athletes, Leah Murray in the 400 ran a 48.22. And that's now the best time in Idaho as well. That's cooking. And you mentioned Porter Caulfield. So he did well on the 300 meter high hurdles or the hurdles rather. Yes. 39, 21. That's now the best 300 meter hurdle time in the state of Idaho as well. So really familiar with track and field. Let me do this little, this is a baseball moment. Okay. The high hurdle is set at 39 inches and the hurdle is set at 36. So that's, a difference right there of three inches. And for me, I can't get across the 24 inch high hurdle. So the 36 and the 39 is out of reach for me, even with a long, 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 uh, you know, jump there. And, and typically the way it goes with, with the difference in the two hurdles races, uh, a hurdler will run both, but most times they're truly elite in one of the two. And they're like, good in the other right because the skill set's different in the, in the longer hurdles race you need those longer leg strides and in the shorter hurdles race not not as much to clear and and a shorter distance to work with and it's more built on speed so the fact that porter caulfield got invited for both hurdles races uh, is incredible 
Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, good athlete. I'm really looking forward to seeing as we have more and more meets over here as we get closer to May, you know, the end of April and into the first part of May. That's going to be a lot of fun to kind of watch and keep an eye and see how they get better. And, it's, you know, and the thing was nice. You talk about Arcadia. I don't know exactly what the temperatures were there for the meet, but I guarantee you they're a whole lot better than what they've been up here for the last couple of meets that we've uh, had to contend with. So uh, you get you get the muscles loose, you get going and you can get a little bit of speed out of there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so Boise sent eight athletes. Bishop Kelly sent six. Uh, yeah. Kevin. Kevin Corrigan in the 800, Sebastian Koo in the in the 110 hurdles uh, on the girls' side, Jacoba Lutean in the in the shot put and the discus, so she qualified for both throwing events. Uh, Cole Miller won the high jump, like you said, at six four. He was also there for the long jump and the triple jump. Patrick yeah. Patrick Monahan was there in the high jump and triple jump, and then this guy uh, is the favorite to win the 4A sprints. James Onanabosi in the one and the two represented BK and he is a speedster as well. So yeah, he absolutely is no question about it. So yeah, that's what the thing of it. And the, the better the competition you face, the better you're going to be uh, when it comes, you know, state district time. And so that's what they're trying to do. Get better. Yeah. Jacoba Lutean, uh, that, that girl's thrower for Bishop Kelly um, took third overall in the shot put set a new school record. 42 feet, five and a half inches. That's also the best mark in the state of Idaho. She also has the best discus throw. Now, it didn't come at the Arcadia, but still 138 feet, seven and a half inches. So uh, like like we've come to expect in cross country and track, Boise, Bishop Kelly, both stacked. <laughs> yeah, Jacoba's doing a good job there. I, I, I saw that she was leading both the shot and the discus. Look down. Those are pretty mighty good throws right there early on in the season. So uh, I think she's going to better them and just get stronger as we go. Yeah, Logan Smith uh, set that new be state best 800 time for Boise. It, it was a new personal best for her, third overall in that national competition. And then you mentioned Landon Helms of Emmett uh, winning yeah. the the short hurdles race. And, and he and Tatum Richards uh, represented Emmett. Those were the only other athletes. So you had the Boise kids, the Bishop Kelly kids, and then two athletes from Emmett. Landon Helms, who was there in the 110 hurdles in the pole vault, and then Tatum Richards, who was also there in the pole vault. So kind of exciting for Emmett also. Yeah, and don't forget about Landon Helms from Emmett. He leads in the pole vault right now. He's got the best jump in the state at 17 feet, 2 inches. So this kid uh, can fly in the hurdles, and he can fly when he gets a, a pole vault in his hand. So this guy, uh, quite an athlete. And pole vaults always amaze me. I mean, it takes strength. It takes uh, the, the kind of the ability. It takes speed. It takes strength. And then, of course, it just takes, I guess, courage to do that and get up 17 feet, two inches and, and realize that your your life depends on that pole that you have in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, adventurous uh, for sure. You know, I'm, I'm from Montana and it's kind of optional whether you do the pole vault or not. And our school couldn't afford the equipment for mm. it. So we just we never had it. Not that I, you know, at six foot three, two fifty would be pole vaulting anyways, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I always wanted to try it because I always thought it'd be so cool. When you see them go up and you see them bent over backwards and the poles there and they're just kind of they swing themselves up. It's so cool to watch that happen. But I mean he does a great job and we'll keep an eye on him, see what he can do. Uh, you know, another guy I wanted to mention, we talk about best times in the state. We've mentioned a lot of different people, but right now, because you mentioned Liam Murray and stuff like that, the 400 best time in the state. But right now, the 1600 meter, Tyler Sainsbury of Rocky Mountain has the best time in the state, four minutes, 20 seconds, 0. 
And then another thing, Eli Lawrence out of Meridian. Haven't talked about much about the Meridian track and field team, but he's the leader of the triple jump right now in the state, 49 feet, six inches. And then Tyler Halford from Mountain View has the best discus throw for the boys, 158.7. So, uh, you know, we're getting to see a lot of different people from a lot of different schools setting some pretty good, uh, some pretty good marks. Yeah, we talked about uh, Eli Lawrence last week, and his, his triple jump is not only the best in Idaho, but it's it's a top five jump nationally. He is fourth yeah. in the entire country right now. Now the leader's at 51, 51 feet three and three quarters inches. I don't I don't think he's going to catch that, but you know he's got a chance to move up to to third and maybe second. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing I want to mention before I forget about it is uh, Timberline's relay team, both the 4x100 and the 4x200. They've got some really good runners on that. They've got the best times in the state there, the 4x100, 49.98, and the other one, 4x200, 145.23. So really, uh, they, they, they're really getting it done. Uh, Laura McCall, who I watched play basketball and saw how good she was on the basketball court, kind of leading the charge there amongst their four runners. Yeah, that and this is what I love about track and field is there's so many uh, great performances in every meet. You never you never know, you know, is somebody going to set the new standard in their classification or in the state? And so yeah. that's what makes every track meet so compelling also. Yeah, Boise with that four by 400 meter relay team, they get it done uh, almost four minutes even, four minutes, 0.77 seconds. That, that means that each gal's getting around that 100 meters, you know, in one minute. Yeah, and that, that, that's just flying. Yeah, I can't even wrap my head around that, but uh, that's that's pretty incredible. Um, and I know you're like me, Wayne. I I, ch I check the leaderboard every week. That's yeah. how I start my week. See see who did what and who really performed well. And so we'll continue to monitor some of those great track and field performances. But we we had to talk about the Arcadia invite because this oh, yeah. is a premier event. So. Well, when you do that, we talked about that in basketball. We had a couple of basketball teams. I remember that went to California, went to Arizona. Uh, we had a baseball team last week. We talked about that went down to Arizona. It was at Mountain View, I think, that went to Arizona. Yeah. And, and played down there. When you go down there and you play teams that are from that part of the country that get to play mo all, pretty much year round, uh, they they got a they got a leg up on you. So that's that that gets you a little bit better. You may not win every game, but they did well. I think they went three and one down there, and you just. You know, you get better. You make yourself better by playing the best that there is. So it's good to see them going to Arcadia and, and obviously Boise and Emmett both uh, doing it with 14 total athletes combined. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Bishop Kelly's softball team went to Orlando, Florida and competed in that uh, softball right, tournament. Did, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love I love when our our athletes in Idaho can go on a bigger stage and because people you know the national perception of Idaho where I can't even find that on the map so oh, well they got to say they actually got to say we're going to Disneyland you know it was Disneyland in Orlando but they got to say it I mean I never got to say it you know I, I grew up in Connecticut played ball there and I got all I got to say is uh, we're going to Stanford you know which is thirty <laughs> miles thirty miles away you know big deal who cares you know. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. So yeah. Uh, great stuff going on in the treasure Valley as always. And again, if there, if there's an athlete or a team or uh, something you want us to talk about, uh, send me an email, Brandon at idahosports.com or send Wayne an email, Wayne at idahosports.com. And, and, uh, we'd, we'd love to shine that spotlight. So. Yeah. I wanted to say that what you're saying is true because sometimes these spring sports just kind of stay underneath the radar. 
You don't see everything. Uh, you know, the newspaper coverage isn't what it is during football season. And I'm sure the moms and dads of track and star track and field stars and baseball players and softball players know that they're going, come on guys, let's get a little bit more coverage here. So what we can do best we can do is sit there and kind of look at everything, see what's all going on and just try to spotlight some people. And hopefully, you know, we can talk about your young athlete and, and, and give them the credit that's due there. Definitely. So uh, we'll, we'll be back with more exciting stuff to talk about next week. Uh, Wayne, have a happy Easter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's this Sunday, huh? It's so late. I, can't, I kept thinking we already, we already had it. Well, that and plus the snow outside, you know, I'm not really in an Easter mood. <laughs> so. <laughs> There's supposed to be other stuff going on around that, but I will. And you too, likewise. Yeah. Thank you, Wade. Okay. Well, we'll see you back here next week. Uh, for Wade Nizubak, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in to the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.